this. And it's cool that they're looking up to me in that because I still see myself like trying to figure it out. Like a fledgling designer. Yeah, like you're not. <laughs> you're going I to just, Toronto Fashion Week well, tomorrow. Right. <laughs> but I feel like no matter what, like along the way, I don't know, maybe as women and as entrepreneurs, we're always questioning ourselves. Hey ladies. Hey ladies and welcome back to Perspective. First off, we know we missed a week. We are sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um I mean, it's been it's been a bit of a crazy couple weeks and we'll obviously get into it. Um we just finished laughing at the fact that Jess is irritable because her dog peed on the bed. <laughs> So, um, he's gone. Hey, get, oh my God, he's in this room. <sighs> I'm sorry. We're not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys saw, Jess got a new puppy. Oh my God. I like to call he him is my a nephew. Fucking handful. <laughs> but he is a When bit. is your anti-duties of picking him up and taking care of him going to start? <laughs> Holy. Hey, I'll take him anytime. But yeah, so bear with us on this uh, intro because she's well, dealing with Well, now he'll be quiet because I put him in his he's playpen. he's already peed on the bed. He's in his playpen. What more can no, he no, do No, no, he's not. Point? He's just chewing on a power cord right now. Oh, better. Better. I put him in his playpen in a different room. I looked down and he somehow opened the door, jumped out of his playpen and gotten in this room. <laughs> like, Guys? What? The joys of dog ownership. This is very good practice for anybody thinking about having a child. Nobody would want a child after this, promise. (laughs) I'm sure you guys can hear in the background him wreaking havoc on everything because, oh my God, he's just eating power cords. So you know what? Just don't have kids, don't have dogs, okay? I'm going back to plant mumming. (laughs) They never fucking talk back. People stick to what you know. Like, I mean, come on. Wow, I can't I can't discuss like I am a dog person. I'm a dog I had pup I had four puppies. My puppy had four puppies. I've had a lot of fucking puppies. This guy, he just knows how to irk no. Oh. Anyways. Well, you are <laughs> suffering from sleep deprivation also because of our new baby. Um, so I feel like you're slightly irritable. Maybe you need to double up your psilocybin intake. (laughs) Or something a little stronger even. Or something a little stronger. (laughs) I might just go straight to the good stuff. Up that dosage. (laughs) Which we will give all the deets about that on our next next episode next week. I'm, we can't wait for you guys to hear that because like, oh my God. So much good information. such a good time recording uh, with Mercedes, but you guys will hear that next week. Today yeah. is a totally different topic. <laughs> totally different, totally different industry. Everything, everything couldn't be more different. Um, so I just wanted to quickly touch on two of the latest like Britney posts because I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about Brit. But well, and it's one like the worst was news just ever. like, yeah, well, there's that. But before that, it was like, I don't know, six slides of the exact same post of her being naked. Um, 
So I, you know, I have to say, I'm starting to wonder if like, there is some merit to all the claims of her mental instability. Like, I'm sort of feeling like it's a bit past, like, living her best life. Like, it seems yeah. like something else is going on here. I'm with you on that one entirely. I really have been questioning. We have together been questioning. Yeah. Not her sanity, but, like, you know, most most normal grown 40-year-old women, like, just really don't do these things, celeb or not. Because I do think celebs have a tendency to, like, post racier images more so than like any of my friends for example like kim will pose in her underwear i know she's selling it but you know what i mean right like well most she'll of my just friends do whatever never will she's just... like full-on naked sometimes yeah too. so same with britney so i get like how like the celeb world operates like that but i, I don't know like and i see but, like, like other celebs liking her photos when it's like the naked pictures like that but me looking at it i'm like oh whoa that's weird, but, like, people are liking it, so does that mean they like it? I don't know. Uh, or are they just trying to support her? Like, maybe. I don't know. I do think that celebs get a bit of a hall pass, so to speak, or, like, a, I don't know, a free pass to post whatever, like, and it's just always okay. Like, yeah, you can be as crazy as you want, and that's totally fine. Um, if I was to post that, it would be Yeah, weird. I'd be like, what the fuck, Lauren? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Why are you posting five back-to-back pictures of you naked all of the same shot. Um, and I don't even want to say this. I might take it out. I might edit this part out. But she is also not like... I'm, I never understood the hair and makeup of it, of her, in her post. Yeah, that's never been addressed still to this day, which is always... Oh, hello, Henry. He's, he's, yes. He's saying hello, everyone. You wouldn't believe what's going on behind the scenes if this was... Thank God we do podcasts and not like visual... <laughs> well, we could we we did do a video podcast, but we'll get to that. Well, um, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. <laughs> obviously, Brittany, like I, I do hope she's like well and like knows exactly what she's doing. And I'm surprised there's no one kind of advising. I certainly am not saying she should be on in the conservatorship or anything like that. But I'm still no, surprised no, no, she doesn't no, no. have like advisors being like, well, at least do a publicist really or do that. Even her husband, right? Or yeah. soon to be husband, her fiance, I guess, Sam being yeah. like, babe, like. This the right one? I don't know. I'm curious you, to know she has like kids. what's going on there. Well, yeah, it's exactly. not like it's like a boudoir shot or like anything even artful or tasteful, in my opinion. Yeah, right? is this a attempt at staying like relevant? I don't know. And then yes, to move on to the latest post of her losing um, the baby. So yeah. very unfortunate. And obviously for anybody that's been in that situation, our heart goes out to you. Celebrity, not, it doesn't change like how heartbreaking that is. So, I mean, yeah, I really hope that she is okay and that they can conceive again. Like if that's what they want, I do I'm hope sure they that will. they get I, what they want. I know she wanted it. this, so I'm sure yeah. she'll be trying but I do hope that there is, like, she's getting some kind of, like, help maybe because I d- would be concerned about her having a child if her mental health is, like, not great. Mostly just because, as we know, like, postpartum is obviously a very real thing. And if you're already in kind of, like, a not great headspace, like, that can yeah. exacerbate it. And, um, you know, we don't want to see anybody suffer from something like that. So no. just a quick note, Brittany... Hope you're doing great and maybe still rethink. sending good vibes. <laughs> yeah, sending good vibes. Maybe rethink the nudes. Um, but at the same time, do you, girl? <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. I am so the only reason I look at the nudes and I'm sh- like feel concerned is only because it's like, is it 
healthy. When I look at um, when other celebs post racy videos or or images, I'm never like, are you okay? So, you know, I don't care about the nudes. It's just it's just kind of seeming weird. Yeah, so if it, you're it okay, is. and you're just a little weird of a woman, then go for it. Yeah, and we love our quirky ladies, like, for sure. And Britt, like, you are queen right now. So if you're okay, awesome. But I hope someone's checking in on all that. And yeah. I hope Sam yeah. is, like, truly a good guy and is kind of like, I got you, babe. So, yeah, um, so too. let us know your thoughts on that, though, guys. Like, what do you think about all of the Brit stuff if you follow her which if you don't why the hell don't you <laughs> yeah why um, I just you? hope she would like be able to put out some new music soon and like if that's what she wants to do obviously again like I hope that she is just happy it just I would seems be, really not be sad. surprised if she doesn't put music out though I feel like she's yeah if she's focusing so on yeah if she's focusing on fertility or trying to get pregnant then yeah you don't have time for that so the saga continues in the Britney Spears, in the world of Britney Spears. Yeah. And in other news, though, so we'll fill you in a little bit um, just before we get into the second part of the show. But we, well, you guys would have seen on our Instagram, we were at fat. Fat. <laughs> Fat, which um, is a very unfortunate acronym for it's fashion such art a strange Toronto. Choice, but yes, as you said, fashion art Toronto, formerly known as Fashion Week. I, um, can't we just stick with Fashion Week? Why change? Like, yeah, like anyways. why? Also, but change why? Fashion art Toronto is a little weird because, like, do you know that's Fashion Week? I I wouldn't have known. And then then to proceed to call it by the acronym is like, what are you doing? And I was calling it Fashion Week still. Like, Same. I think even I don't in our like chat. Fat. With, yeah. So well, it, it's just weird. It is weird. It's a weird choice. But maybe it's like a play on creativity or something. I, I actually have no Maybe. Or <laughs> the publicists for Fashion Week Toronto are up there with Britney's publicists and are just like sleeping or something. Who knows? <laughs> They're just, they're just sleeping. Um, yeah. But, I mean, aside from the name, the experience was incredible. We had so much fun. We saw some incredible creativity designs. Um, and we got to meet and hang out with and podcast with. Record, yeah. Record with Cheval Lindsay. So she is a Canadian designer out of New Brunswick and this was actually her first time at Toronto Fashion Week aka Fat (laughs) and uh, she launched a new collection Lost in a Daydream and it was absolutely stunning yeah it was her like COVID rendition I guess (laughs) yeah yeah it was just yeah what came out of her being stuck in a pandemic and I mean I kind of wish like I had something like that amazing like a huge fashion line like yeah (laughs) all that I brought out of COVID was like 15 pounds in an unwearable wardrobe so (laughs) go girl (laughs) I brought nothing yeah (laughs) at least I would rather have nothing than what I brought (laughs) like literally nothing um so yeah anyway for those of you that did something with your two years of like lockdown life good for you Jess and I failed at all of that um Shiva clearly killed it and um so we we really wanted to talk to her um for a while now 
And we connected with her months ago um, to see if she'd be willing to be on the show. And luckily, she was very interested. We actually discovered her because I saw a post um, from Sanjita Patel and she was wearing this beautiful, beautiful. Like, rainbow dress, sequins. Like, it's just totally my style. And I was like, who designed this dress? And for those of you that don't know, Sanjita Patel is like a TV personality, um, Canadian TV personality. And she does like lots of red carpet stuff. And she wore it to one. So, I mean, it just fit her beautifully. It looked amazing. And I just thought that was so great that she chose like another Canadian designer. Because, I mean, celebrities, lots of these media personalities, they have access to so much. And I don't know how often Canadian designer styles are chosen and I just thought it was like awesome and not to mention the dress is awesome so like that really piqued my interest and so we reached out we connected and she mentioned that she was coming uh to Toronto for uh fashion art Toronto and um thought this would be a great opportunity for us to actually get together and talk and meet and learn about her and her journey to getting to where she is now yeah it was such an incredible experience spending time with her that obviously the conversation which you guys are about to hear we also had somebody reach out um and ask to video us i mean that sounded a little bit weird <laughs> very <laughs> professional guys um but so we also did uh, this conversation in studio uh live for for a video recording as well so it was like a 10 out of 10, a really super cool experience for us. Um, we hope Shavav also enjoyed her time. I'm sure she did um, it with us and then with Fat as well. Yeah, so just to expand on that, we did have this amazing opportunity uh, with producer A James. man approached us to film us. Yeah, uh, some stranger <laughs> approached us and said, can I film you? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, his name is James. He is the owner of Perception Inc. Um, so he does a ton of different types of video, uh, like production work. And he gave us the opportunity to join him at Loft Studio in Toronto, which is just like an incredibly cool venue cool studio. Um, so huge shout out. Thank you so much, James. Um, you know, like, obviously, we wouldn't have been able to do this without you. So we will get some video footage of the interview up on uh, social soon. Um, if you are interested in someone who does video production of like kind of any kind, but specifically video podcasting, he you can check him out at PRCPTNINC. So Perception Inc, but it's obviously short form. So that's on Instagram. And you can find all his other details and other contact information that way. But yes, his name is James and he is incredible. And hopefully he listens to this episode because we send a huge thank you to him for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if we have anything else to share at this point <laughs> and we can probably get into the show. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing Henry's squeak toy behind us, so we might as well just <laughs> hop in to our really amazing conversation with Shava. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Shava. Welcome, Shava. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining us and joining us on our date as well that we just had downtown. And in the studio. <laughs> yeah, and, and joining us in the fucking studio. Yeah, what is this? It's so nice to be in Toronto. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and this is really cool. We're having a very uh, live experience right now. Normally we are in our houses. 
yeah. yeah, remote. Pantsless. And- Pantsless. I mean, anyone who's watching right now might catch a glimpse of my underwear because I'm currently undone in the pants area. But nonetheless, <laughs> they're on, okay? <laughs> they want to be comfortable, right? I know. We are yeah. comfortable. That's right. Um, speaking of comfortable, you're a fashion designer. I am. Tell everyone about that. So, I don't know what that segue was, but please tell everyone about We're going to go you. with it. <laughs> So, like she said, I am a fashion designer. Um, I'm based on the East Coast um, in New Brunswick, and I have um, been doing my business for about six years. I graduated from fashion school 15 years ago, so it took me a little while to get into it. But once I did, I'm super happy with what I do, yeah. So what is your area of expertise in fashion? Like, what do you specialize in? Um, Special occasion women's wear. So, um, you know, for proms and weddings and galas now that we're finally back to Ugh, doing stuff real life <laughs> so nice yeah so um just like you know celebrating those little things to dress up for um even if you like don't need an occasion you know like get dressed mm-hmm. up feel good I absolutely love I love that we got to like so just to give our listeners some background we've actually been hanging out for the last couple hours and it's been amazing and we've so tonight was the first night we met, and we had some drinks, and we had some food, and we got together, and we got to try some on some dress up. Cheval- <laughs> we literally played dress up. We got to try on some dresses. I did have my little heart set on fitting into um, one of Shiva's most beautiful like sequin yes. <laughs> gowns that uh, Sanjita Patel wore. Um, I did not fit into Just it. One boob, two. It's a very so, teensy dress. It was a, it was a we one tried. boob, two. It small. did you except for your one boob. We did the shimmy, so like we really tried. But. It was literally just hanging <laughs> one boob out. It was a valiant effort. Yeah. <laughs> Unsuccessful. I could picture it on you, honestly. Like it would have looked gorgeous. So yeah, like if it was like three sizes bigger. I feel like amazing. I could. I need to make it for you now. So I feel like. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm not so gonna cute. say no to that. But no, we we were so that is actually kind of what started um, was this whole thing is that dress <laughs> yeah. like me seeing it on Instagram and being like this is like if there was a dress that like says like represents me that's the dress like mm-hmm. all sequins all colors yeah. like fitted sexy all of the things and I was like who made this dress and then I like followed all the links that you do when you go down the rabbit hole of Instagram and. You found she me. was. Yeah. Lucky for us, you were Cheval a Lindsay. Canadian woman. Yes. Right. So it was like Very right up our alley so we can chat with you. I yeah. mean, we'd be happy to chat with you anyways, but even better on the show. For so sure, yeah. It was awesome. so exciting to see like the amount of people that it brought to me. Um, having that dress in Hello Magazine um, was super cool anyway. And then like it brought me these great opportunities. So like because of that, I'm oh, here with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you are here for also in Toronto for fashion Fashion for art Toronto for fat. <laughs> yes. The weirdest. Let's go with acronym. fashion art Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> when we were trying to tag the Instagram photo, it was a picture of our dinner. And it was just like fat. Hashtag fat. fat. That's, it's like that we're pro us. body. Clearly. Yeah. Okay, let's go with fashion art Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Fair. I'm here for that. So um, Toronto Runway, super exciting. I have this new collection. It's been a couple of years since the runway show. So I'm super you excited. Must just be like and freaking out oh my god I'm freaking out yeah I've been working so hard on this for the last couple of months so like to be able to go and like show people what I've been working so hard on I'm so oh excited god. yeah and I'm we're so excited again. to see Fuck. I know Jess is very emotional guys it's like, like my little baby can't. though like I'm so yeah but it really is yeah like a baby right like you've pr- you've built it right you start with some fabrics and then you turn it into these incredibly beautiful but pieces even the fabrics, these works of art you know starting with just okay 
let's just start there. Like how? Okay. Like I know you're yeah, in fashion back school. Back up a minute. Back I know. Up. Get back to the, even before the fabrics because I don't even know where you'd begin. Like I think we all appreciate you know good looking clothing. I understand why we have to wear clothing. <laughs> Do you? Sometimes. Actually, sometimes. I, I'm not the Do right person you? to say that statement, but <laughs> I understand why clothing exists. But then there's like obviously the level of like how it shows off your personality. There's so much that goes into Absolutely. fashion, right? Yeah. So what? Okay, what started you in fashion? Then how do you even know how to do the fashion? Like, it seems so much. How do you do the fashion? Um, I mean, sometimes I don't like to wear pants either, Jess, so I get it. (laughs) You're not wearing pants right now. Exactly. Um, Anyway, so backing up, I always wanted to do fashion. I always loved it. Um, I would like so – it feels really like – I don't know. Everybody says this, but I would make little Barbie clothes for my dolls. Everyone doesn't say that. that. No. It feels like it's very (laughs) – Okay, so I say it. Um, um, I would make clothes. That's cl- why you're the designer. <laughs> clothes for my Barbies. And um, yeah, just like once my mom taught me to sew, it was something I would always did. Like I would sew. I mean, my friends probably thought it was crap, but I would always make them like like their gifts for their birthdays. Like I would sew Aww. things and like I just really loved doing it. So um, I was super young when I started like looking into post-secondary education, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I was very like business focused on it from such a young age, which is kind of it's like amazing. bizarre looking back. Um, I just remember researching universities and then my mom was like, okay, well, geez, she really wants to do this. So she signed me up for like this um, summer program here in Toronto. And she like, we didn't come from a lot of money. So she like Greyhound bust me here. I was here for two weeks, like doing this fashion program. She's like, wow. I want to make sure you like Love this. How so, old were you when you did that? I was um, 16. So oh, that's a big thing it to come from, deal. like Little New Brunswick to big yeah. city of Toronto wow. to do a fashion program to determine if you even really like it. Like that's exactly. I feel like I would be pretty nervous to like be At amongst that well. sort of environment. Right. Yeah. It was very intimidating, but I was like somehow I don't know. I feel like I was more confident then than even now. It was crazy. Just really from this small town. No, like, it's that, that like that young <laughs> the adrenaline of it. Yeah. Right? No, when you're young, you're fearless. Like yeah, you can do anything. I remember being 16. Obviously, I didn't have like great goals like you. My goals were like getting drunk. So, <laughs> but still, you have that like fearless ambition that right. like, I can do anything. I look back on these outfits I wore to fashion school and it's like so embarrassing, but I was so like rocking it, like the clear heels and like, Oh, just, but like, you were ahead of your time, you girl. Clear I mean, yeah, today. they're like in now, right? Well, they like are. technically I did wear the clear heels. She wore them to pick me up. And <laughs> I mean, does that I took count? off the clear heels immediately. <laughs> to drive though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are what, super trendy. So them? not to bash them, but it's just so funny to look back then. And I was like 16 years old wearing these like, reflective clear but I feel like that was like an indicator that this is where you were supposed to go you were already futuristic you were already wearing things that were coming it was to come but I mean with fashion everything comes back in style right like it's always not everything well we wish not everything there's things Uh, our high school era should never come back (laughs) but it is it is I know I saw the thin eyebrows and like on a fashion oh magazine, I'm like, stop. It's stop. a TikTok filter you will regret now, this and everyone's like looking at the, they're yeah, like, oh, they maybe I should go back. No, like no. if we can say one thing, it's please, do not over You your will eyebrows. regret no. this. I promise you. You're going to spend will regret money on it. microblading later. Right. All Exhibit the day, A, all the as I point to my own face. I or have tattooed I my like brows to my head. 10 minutes every morning, filling every, them in. I have to draw my Yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. That's why I tattooed them to my head. I was sick of filling them in. And I never could, like, I want twins. I don't want sisters. I want twins. So yeah. they have to be the They're same. They're supposed to be sisters. I don't want sisters. I want twins. I told Is that you. Oh, you told your microblading. Yes, girl? I did. I sure did tell her that. Anyways, um, but the, that's not the worst thing that we did in high school. I'm not gonna lie. 
Um, but so yeah, I hope not all things come back in fashion. But okay, so how do you know what is in fashion? What what's on the trend? I don't know. Like um, do you just make what you feel like, or do I you do. like follow those like, things? Like I I feel like no matter what, you're influenced by you know social media and all these things. Celebrities. Yeah, exactly. You see what they're wearing and you see, oh my gosh, that's cool. I always have Pinterest boards going of like, oh, I think this is cool. Not not necessarily like I want to make exactly this, but maybe I like the way this slit was or it was a ruffle. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have those going, but I really just like to make what I like to make. Love that because that's yeah. like makes it timeless too, right? When it's not like so trendy and then can fall off like. like and I think that's important. Done. Like yeah. eyebrows. Like eyebrows. Oh. But it's also authentic to you too, right? Like that is truly what your in, like what is coming out of you your heart is like your heart and soul is being put into these pieces and like that's a representation of who you are and like what you want to see and what your vision is and then somebody wears these things and like brings them into the world how does that feel yeah. it's kind of incredible yeah um it's really cool because people can recognize my pieces now so I've had like customers and also like my sister one time she was out she's like I just saw a wedding and they were all wearing your dresses and she <gasps> knew and she just took a picture and sent it to me and like that feels so good um even like during the pandemic obviously people weren't wearing my gowns but they were wearing my masks and people would recognize like that's a Shava mask and they would send me pictures Aww. of like people wearing them and that feels so good um especially when I'm just creating out of like passion and like I want to make something you're I like creating. and that's yeah. so cool that you're just like you have something in your head and then somebody is wearing it on the most important day of their <laughs> life like their yeah. wedding or you know being in someone's wedding so that's like really fantastic yeah I, know, I feel like I'm gonna cry fucking oh. again no that's <laughs> your so Kleenex drop I know I, I do oh what is it <laughs> So was your mom a seamstress or she just knew how to sew? She, she wasn't. So my grandmother was a tailor and um, then she taught my mom how to sew. My mom taught me how to sew. My mom hated sewing, um, but she taught me how. And I think it's so funny because um, when she was here, she would be with me at my fashion shows, like doing the hand stitching backstage, even though she despised sewing. But your she, mom, yeah, she was there for me. I for love how this all. is like so, generational. Yeah, it's kind of neat, isn't it? And then you yeah. just like, I turned it into a my job. A so. business. Yeah. And a, a successful business has brought, brought you to rotten. Ew. <laughs> That's like a me thing to say. No. I always fuck up a word. Like one word lot, yeah. per episode. I'll make something up or I'll just be like, oh, that doesn't sound right. Um, anyways, yeah. that is like the, that's what they say in Bring It On, the like 90s movie. It's already been It's brought already been broughten. 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 It's a genre. It's a genre. But no, I think that like, it's incredible that you like were able to realize, because I think as like when we're younger, we all have an idea of what we want to do and what we want to be. And then so many of us don't do that though and you really like stayed true to your passion and what you wanted to do and you brought it all the way and then hopefully we'll continue on yeah Yeah. it's I mean it's it's um it's great because I love it and I keep pushing it there's definitely struggles and there's definitely times where it's hard and you have to keep pushing and um owning a business in general is hard um especially when there's times like COVID where you have to push through like nobody needs your services and you just have to keep making and keep going and yeah how did you stay motivated um I just kept designing so like a lot of what I'm showing on the runway on tomorrow is um things that I was designing during COVID so that's why I'm so excited about showing this whole collection like a hard time now reflecting into a good time exactly what are some of the struggles like I beyond owning a business that I understand that part but like I guess 
my question is like, how do you always have motivation to create? How do you always know like what is next? Like it feels like that is like an unsurmountable task. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's certainly days where I'm just like, not creative. I don't want to do this. Like I'm, and I I usually for those days, for the most part, I mean, I definitely have struggles. But there's definitely things I have planned for days like that. Like maybe I'm not doing something creative. Maybe I'm doing some some of the monotonous tasks where I'm going through like. Yes, the boring, annoying stuff, just to keep going because you yeah. have to do that. Um, but there's definitely times where I'm just like, ugh, what am I doing? Like, this, this feels stupid. so hard. You know, that's, I think that is um, obviously a relatable feeling for anyone who's yeah. entrepreneurial, um, anyone doing, like, anyone working really is like, <laughs> exactly. I think that's completely understandable. But obviously, when you persevere and get through, and then it's times like tomorrow where you're in, Toronto Fashion Week. I can't fat like it's Toronto Fashion Week to me. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. I it's can't weird call it that they. Yeah, the acronym is. I don't know. Like That's who silly. thought of that? But then, so you have moments like tomorrow where it's going to pay off so big, and it just must be so fucking cool. Oh my god, it feels so good. Like I'm it so hasn't proud even happened yet, but I'm just like so. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited, and the collection's called Lost in a Daydream because oh, um, I love. it's like the daydream of coming up with this whole design like of the collection during the pandemic and like um daydreaming it away so it seems like so fun (laughs) like even when we were just in your hotel room trying on your dresses I know this is like the end once they're made and you've already done all the hard work so this is like the fun part but it feels like it's like a, a lot of those types of moments throughout where you're like with girls and you're designing and you're like oh this looks good and like you know what I mean yes. it feels like it's like fun all and the people time. getting excited about your oh work gosh, like yeah. I was dying because we obviously this was planned for a couple of weeks now we've we've chatted beforehand and we and the one request was can you please bring the sequin dress and again Aww. very disappointing oh. the one not. damn boob the one well it was <laughs> you guys don't it understand was the two boobs like but the one around the one popped out because <laughs> Yeah, um, but Usually I mean that's my problem. <laughs> but you brought a dress that we could just wrap mine in, so that was perfect. Yeah, I love that dress. Well, I do like to design for that too, I like to be accommodating for different sizes, and I think it's important. Thank like, you. Not to go on a tangent here, but I think um, I have so many girls that come to me and they're like, "I've gone to stores and I can't try dresses on. Like they don't have my size." Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. No. So I have that and I offer that. And I think it's really important for people to feel good. They put on a dress and they're like, fuck yeah. Like, look yeah. at me. And well, it's cool. Realistically, everyone isn't a size No, but zero we both tried on the two. same dress and we couldn't be more opposite of sizes. <laughs> Body styles, everything. Everything. Yeah. And it's funny because we both tried that dress on. And, and loved it loved equally. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. It suited us both. But... I do think that's super important and obviously like the whole body positivity, body movement thing is happening, but it does seem crazy that a lot of designer stores, retailers like just are not that accommodating. There's very few like, and it's not just about, cause I think people get caught up in the whole like skinny fat, right? There's just this two yeah. like, categories of you're either skinny Tits or you're fat. Are not accommodating in that. Right. I will say that because I have them. So even when I go to stores and I try on a large or an extra large, I'm still getting the flat boob, yeah. right? So it might, and then it's too big elsewhere or whatever. And so that, it's just like they're not accommodating to big boobs. Sorry, or bombs, that's better right? Than like, I mean, lots of people have, like, that's the thing. Every, no body is the same. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like, what would you, what would you say is needed in like the fashion world to like start accommodating body types? more appropriately because 
it's always a number, zero right. through whatever, yeah, or extra small through extra large, like what, whatever the case is. Like it's right. it, like if you don't fit within any of those categories and you don't fit. I think we need to stop um, shopping fast fashion. Like as hard oh, as it is for people. It's not the first like, time we've heard holla. this on the show. Yeah, because like it makes people feel shitty about themselves, first of all, because you think you're you're like, oh, this is a size large. It should fit me, but it yeah, doesn't. I'm and bigger it's, than a large. Right. Like, like you don't want to see that. And um, then why, don't, why not invest in pieces that are made for you? You know what I mean? Like so custom all the way. Right. Yeah. I, and then those are pieces that are going to stick with you. So for instance, the dress you guys tried on and it was one size and it fit both of you. Buy, buy pieces like that that are going to work with your changes in your life because your body doesn't stay the same. Like you're going to change no matter what. Especially we all experienced women. that during COVID, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just one of the times your body changes. Right. Never mind pregnancy. Pregnancy, like aging. Yeah. All of these things. That dress would look really good with a pregnant belly as oh well. Oh my gosh, I've Adorable. done so many of them. Oh. Yes. And it's that's what's so exciting is working with people through these like milestones in their life and like still making them feel good because you still should feel good about your body. Yeah, 100%. I think that is like the main thing that comes out of these things. And you're right. When I do, sometimes I go shopping and I have money to burn and I want to spend money. I want to, I want to shop. But then you get in there and you get discouraged because Mm -hmm. nothing is fitting. Nothing is, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. I I often leave stores um, unhappy and, and empty handed. And it's tough because we all, I joke around that I like to be naked and I genuinely do, but it's a lot easier because I don't like clothes and shopping as well sometimes too. So, I mean, (laughs) that's not nice when I need to wear clothes. No, I don't (laughs) know. I know I do have to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to have things that fit good. And also the experience, I think, of getting something custom made for you is worth the investment. Like, sure, it's going to cost you a little more money, but like you feel so good because it's made for you. And that when else do you get that in your life? Like, But I feel like that's a stick that needs to kind of be broken down a little bit is like, just because it's custom doesn't mean it's like unaffordable. Right. Um, Because if you consider how many things you buy that you maybe wear once or not at all, or you thought it was going to fit you great and then you get it home and it doesn't, you or can't return it, whatever. Like, okay, uh, it will fit when I do this. Yes, the goal, yeah. goal clothes, right? Goal <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's super unhealthy to do anyway. Like you're just like trying to force your body into something. And, but, and you're not going to do that. You're not. That one shirt's not going to move. I would love to know how many people are actually successful in achieving this, like, oh, that's my gold pants, right? It was in one movie I saw. I can't even remember. It's probably like a Sex in the City. I feel like it was that uh, Bride. I can't remember now, but it's um, like the two, Anne Hathaway and. Oh, and Kate Hudson? Yeah, and they're trying to fit into the Vera Wang. No, no, no. I'm talking about like when Miranda wore her post pregnancy jean. Anyways. She held on to them and she ended up getting into them and she felt great. They were terrible. Again, that's TV, right? Like it's (laughs) not real life. And most women don't like achieve that. Well, that one shirt isn't going to be the motivation to bring you to your goal. It's not going to change your fucking life. It's not. Yeah. Probably not. Well, I think it's not healthy. Like it's not You guys read about the Kim Kardashian losing 16 pounds to, I think that's (sighs) terrible. Okay, so I love, I want to, I'm so glad you brought this up because I mostly don't feel like personally about anything that like celebs would say. Like I I never like, oh my God, how dare she say that? Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. But I I feel like everything Kim Kardashian says, we do feel that way. We're like, oh God. (laughs) Lately she's been saying a lot. I'm going to take this personal. It's more along the lines of like, oh wow, she said that, but it's not like, you know, when some people respond to things online, they're outraged. Like, how dare you? 
But so the reason I bring that up is because um, I was reading some of the things. Normally, I'm just like, oh, people will fucking talk about anything. Like, of course, there's outrage, whatever. But then I was reading some of the points about that, and it was highlighting why that was so, like, such a wrong thing to do and what it is really promoting. And I genuinely do agree, like, uh, like why people are outraged. I'm not outraged. Well, Lily Reinhardt kind of yes, that. She is yeah. the exact thing that I read, and I love yeah. how she put that. I love how she, like, brought all that in and really what are the issues with saying things like that and and doing things like that. So I do – I'm not outraged yet, no, but I do fully support why people are. Well, I mean, when you have the – and we've talked about this so many times on the show. When you have a platform of her size and you have the influence that she has and you're saying things to these very impressionable audiences, typically younger girls, women, to believe that, okay, you can just basically starve yourself and that's what you, should, you should be yeah, doing should, yeah. to wear a dress for one, for one hour that she didn't actually achieve – being able to get into it because it didn't close properly over her butt. Obviously. Obviously, because if you look at Marilyn Monroe, I was Well, Marilyn that. Monroe was a very, she was natural. That All that didn't really well, that, exist. Well, she didn't have that butt. Well, she didn't have that, like, the, the, her, Kim Kardashian's body is not found in nature, so to speak, right? Like, you don't, yeah. she's very manufactured. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I'm not going to knock yeah, her for that. that. But it's... the thing is, like, she's unrealistic. She's unachievable unless yeah. you have that kind of money and you have that, those resources to be able to, like, literally design your body. And then her clothes are then designed for her body. And we can, so when we're talking about customization, like, she, she is fully customized. But again, that's on a different kind of resource level that 99.9% .9 of people don't have, right? right? So, I mean, just going back to the customization thing, like customize for your body because like that is your true body, not because you can be Kim Kardashian, like change it up every, how, whenever you want because you have the like support to do that and the money to do that and like the access to do that sort of thing. So like... I think one of the stigmas around customization is that it's so expensive, right? Anything like when you hear those words, you're like, oh God, like it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And so people shy away from it. But like how many pieces like do you think like someone should have? Like what you know, how many customized pieces that like a dress or um pants, things like that that you should have. So then you have those to go to all the time. Yeah. Um I don't know about number of pieces. I guess it depends on the person. Cause I think some people I, I guess know. it depends on what yeah. your life is. Well, are you like, one of those right? people that like if you did a Google search of that, it would be like everyone needs a little black dress. Right. That's what I was just gonna say. There's yeah. like these new um, what are they called? Like um, capsule wardrobes or whatever. Anyway, I haven't really followed it, but um, for me, I just have like a couple of staple dresses. I still do buy like you know a couple of cheap pairs of jeans here and there and things like that. But like I think it's important. Like my wrap dress I'm wearing, for instance, I've had it that you designed that I made and designed. <laughs> I've had it for many years, and I've worn it through my weight fluctuations and all these different things, and it still fits me, and it's fine, and it's great. And it's a classic, go -to. and it, yeah, it's a classic. And um, I don't know, it's just nice to have these pieces that you can go to no matter what. Yeah. So, and but are they also unaffordable? Like, like no. break down that stigma because I think that's what people like, I mean, people shy away from it because they think it's just like going to be so crazy expensive to tailor like a pair of pants is like ten bucks, right? Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> Not you, but like, yeah. I, th I believe I used to tailor my pants. I yeah, I can't imagine that they were uh, that that expensive. To no, do that. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you can get 
just a, a regular kind of cocktail dress, like as low as like $150 for me and it's made for you. So, and totally like, I mean, that to me is not unreasonable because like no. I think of how many dresses are sitting in my closet that I may be worn once that probably each cost within like the $100 mark. Yeah. If not more. So one dress that I fall in love with looks amazing on me, like love it to death versus the five that I'm like, well, I won't be wearing that again. Like, yeah. hate it. And I used to have many of those too. And it's just such a waste. Many. In our lives, imagine how many like $100 dresses or pieces have we owned. And then it's usually shit quality, like even the expensive ones, Definitely. which is really upsetting. because Well, it's it really once. hard to find quality anymore. Well, because, okay, like I look at stuff example, and I'm like, this is expensive and it's not quality. Like Aritzia. So you can buy something from Aritzia and spend $200 on that blouse when you can go to, um, well, is Forever 21 still a thing? Yeah. It, it used to be a thing. I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. It, it used yeah, to be a thing. Is. And then, so you're buying the same, and that's like a $20 blouse, and they both fall apart in the wash. Well, and they're still the made one. in... Yeah. Like factories Actually, and with unfair wages and all these things. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. You have to look into your brands too. And I'm not saying like only buy from me or only buy from like Canadian. <laughs> only, buy from only buy from me. But, um, <laughs> but like look into your brands, like 100%. do the research and make sure there's, you know, fair wages and they're sourcing their fabrics properly and all of these things. But Among even aside things. from that is also support your local designers and like who's in your community, who's in your country, even like, I well, mean, totally. And even more than that, <laughs> we had Carrie on the show uh, in a previous episode talking about um, why fast fashion is so detrimental. And one of the reasons is simply because of the waste. So when you are purchased, to reiterate that episode, essentially, um, when you purchase um, or support fast fashion, those, um, those collections, I guess, are or uh, seasons, I guess they're called, right? Yeah, like, yeah, garments. Yeah, of that, all the collection yeah. of that collection. Um, if they're not purchased, they're all just thrown directly in the landfill. They are not donated. Um, they're not repurposed in any way. Like all that that clothing is now garbage, which is just which contributing is to sick. This. So when you support a small business yeah. such as mine or other ones like mine, I don't make my inventory. I make as ordered, which is yeah. like the best way to do it as far as waste goes. So 100%. I don't have just stock I'm hanging on to that I'm going to eventually put on clearance or whatever. It's all made. Or throw it out. Or throw out. Oh, and right fill, yeah, exactly. Um, Which is such an insane thing to do. Right. Like, it's an ins- why it's like do we do that with they... absolutely anything ever? Like there, there is so many ways to repurpose literally everything. But of course they can't because if they were to just give it away, everyone just would wait for that. True. So yeah. that it makes no sense. And they want to stay on top of the trend. So they just keep repurpose instead of spring fall summer winter it's like 20 each season that's what i mean by season and uh nobody fucking can keep up with that obviously like who's going shopping every week um unless you're rich but then you're probably not going to like the zara's or the forever 21 yeah like it's the whole like formula of this just fast fashion business seems very like not well thought out well it is for for, uh, but it's not really because for it's, money, it's yeah. I don't know. The guys on top are making. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of course, yeah. they're yeah. producing. They're producing. Stores are buying, and they're knocking and off small designers. Like there's so yeah. many things, like on Sheen, for instance, where I've seen like designers be like, "I just put this like super unique piece out, and then there it is on Sheen." Like they have people yeah. ready to. It's just crazy. That oh, that like breaks my heart because like, why? Like why can't we just? I, I, like, I don't know. I feel like it's people, capitalization 
as per every industry. No, I know, but I feel like if we were we put more effort into promoting our local designers, um, then we wouldn't have to have these kind of like fast fashion companies because if you're pr- producing that kind of a piece and if more people were buying it from you, then that means your prices could go down, maybe match those like super fast fashion prices or somewhere close. But like you're also probably using fabrics that are way better quality. Like everything you buy from all those stores and those brands and those companies are pretty much polyester. Yeah. And I hate polyester. Mm, like you I cannot ha- breathe. No, it's, there's nothing good about it. Like it's, it is cheap and that's what it is. That's, that's why it's affordable because it's cheap to get, it's cheap to make, it's cheap to produce, and it's cheap. It's just cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. cheap. So what are some, uh, ca- well, Canadian as well, but uh, it doesn't have to be Canadian, but what are some brands that you love that, you know, support kind of the, the things that you go believe in? Um, so there's quite a few um, in on the East Coast as well. Um, there's another designer called Adrienne Goodine, and she is out of New Brunswick as well. Um, there's a couple in Nova Scotia that I also do Atlantic Fashion Week with. Um, there's Michelle Rober and Art Pays Me is another one and they do like kind of streetwear. Um, anyway, there's lots to choose from and like no matter what your community is, it feels like there is a designer of some sort there. You have to search them out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Keeps it local too, right? Yeah, definitely. Invest in your own city, in your own country, in your own just like backdoor kind of thing, right? Like backyard. Yeah. That's what I mean. Not yeah. back door. <laughs> in your back door? <laughs> Invest in my back door. <laughs> Take that how you'd like, anyone. <laughs> so Shava, who are who were some of your influencers? Like how what did who did you look to and help shape you and like really decide make you decide that you wanted to be a fashion designer? Or currently now. Yeah. Then and now. I don't know. I just like I don't know if it's one in particular. I just like always loved looking in fashion magazines when I was a kid and looking through fashion. Yeah. I don't just know. As yeah. A like as a whole, like, I don't know if there's one in particular. Um, honestly, just, I love fashion. Yeah, not general. to put you on the spot. I know it really did too. <laughs> like, I need a fucking like, answer. What am I going to say? Like, give me my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the worst part is that later tonight you're like, Oh my God, I love this, this person. The that was a huge uh, pivotal moment. <laughs> well, I mean like you could, call on the giant fashion houses like Chanel and Versace. And right, and that's an easy answer, but um, I don't know if you guys knew that I did the the cashmere show, the like where you make a dress out of toilet paper. Oh, no. Yeah, I was invited to be part of that in 2019. Oh um, God, only 14 so cool. designers as part of, like 14 designers Girl. across Canada were invited um, that year. So I was one of them, and you had to draw inspiration from – um, an iconic designer. So that's what kind of brings me to that. So I chose Vivian Westwood and she did a lot of, or they used a lot of her designs on Sex and the City. Um, as the second you said Vivian Westwood, yes, I thought of Carrie's dress. Of course. Obviously. Yes. So um, for my inspiration, I drew inspiration from, from that dress. From that dress. Oh so I made God. a toilet paper gown that is like my version or not version because it wasn't like a replica or anything but like my interpretation of that style so you'll have to look it up on my instagram yeah definitely yeah that one kind of went viral on my um on my facebook like as a reel people oh my gosh the comments were hilarious because it was like during covid that i posted it and everyone's like this is where all the toilet paper yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna say whenever i'm panicking over exactly 65 packages of toilet paper because that's what's gonna save you from making toilet paper couches and beds and they're like you're making a dress and i'm like yeah obviously so (laughs) wasteful 
Oh my god. So where is that dress? What happened to that dress? Um so um Cashmere like basically like commissioned me to make it so that's theirs dress now. So I wonder yeah. if they, Do they have like it. a museum of all these. Well they they redisplay them each year. Yeah, they like bring some of them out to like display during the shows. So. Could somebody wear it or was it on a mannequin? Um, no, they had to wear it down. The, it yeah, had, had to make models. it down the runway. Yeah, I don't know. About so it this. had to be. I think what? it was like ninety percent. You really don't know about it. I've seen. There's so like commercials. No Cheval was in it. Yeah. There's the commercials and everything. Um, so it had to like visibly from the outside. I think it was ninety percent toilet paper, and then the inside could have more like a like structure a bra or something. Yeah. So mine was like a two piece. It had a corset and then a big like tuft skirt, kind of like the. The Maybe wedding dress, dress yeah. yeah. Um, so you'll have to look it up, but it was crazy. Like I remade that thing so oh many times. It kept like catching on my needle and just ripping. Well, I guess toilet, toilet paper, paper is the yes, worst material insane. to work with. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I had to ship it away to them. Um, I think it was like three months before the show and then just be like, good luck. I Hopefully hope it works it out. arrived. Some people. How did you ship that? They sent me this giant box. <laughs> it was like, wow. in, was it on a mannequin or like no, hanging? like on a hanger, and then I like bagged it up just because like weather. You don't want it to yeah. like soak. Well, um, yeah, it's toilet paper. It's scary. Like, can't get wet. And originally, like I had all. pockets in it, but I was like, what if her hands sweat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got rid of those pockets quick. Um, a couple oh of designers God. had to remake their dresses because like during the photo shoots they ripped. Um, thankfully, mine wasn't one of them that ripped. So, yeah, wow. and then. I just like arrived for the fashion show and like hope to God they came out like in one piece. Was that like the hardest piece you ever it made? It was crazy, yeah, because I, normally during fashion shows, like tomorrow for instance, I'm just like crazy. I'm like making sure everything's right last minute. For the toilet paper show, I just arrived and like they took care of it. So. Yeah, because you had to just mail it in and hope for the best. Exactly, yeah, it was oh crazy. <laughs> what other crazy, um, or like have you ever had a piece that was commissioned and – you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this piece. Like, does that ever happen to you? Um, sometimes brides can get a little crazy. And not so much the brides, but, like, a lot of the times the moms are a little, like, nuts. Like, they'll, yeah. come, they'll come with them and be, like, I don't know, just extra finicky. But nothing as wild as toilet paper, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever stopped, so like, making something, like... Anytime I've built something like there, I feel like I always get, like, I like to refinish furniture. So I feel like there's always a, a part, a point that I get to where I'm like, okay, I, I don't, I don't do this. I suck at this. I don't want to fucking finish. Does that happen to you ever? Only when I make stuff for myself. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because I'm like, I don't know, people, the first thing they always say is like, oh, you must always wear your own clothes. I'm like, well, in an ideal world, I would, but I usually don't have time for making stuff for myself. So for this show, for instance, my outfit I made, but um, I made it like the day before the show. So wow. it gets so frustrating. You put yourself and it's, the back uh, yeah, burner. exactly. Like, and it's, just like go 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 at the last minute. So when I quit, it's on my own stuff. Aww, <laughs> well, you shouldn't. I know, but you know. Well, I mean, I like know. that's just like women, right? Yeah. We always exactly. put ourselves we always last. Do. Like yeah, especially if you're a mom too. Like that's just you just become last. Like it just is what it is, and we need to stop that. You're right. Like we need to 100 not to yeah. do that. But you deserve a nice piece. <laughs> I do. Thank you. Someday. Well, we're very excited to see everything you and your your new <laughs> your collection stuff. yes I'm excited but to have you. I wanted to ask you though like about being a Canadian fashion designer because obviously like Canada's up and coming still I feel like we've been up and coming for a long time but like how how is this market like how do you feel like you wish you were American yeah do you or honestly Italian or <laughs> Parisian anything um, but Canadian <laughs> it's not bad like People ask me this a lot, but um, 
with all the venues I have for my sales, like through, I have Etsy still, that was where I started and I still keep the Etsy going and I have my regular website. Um, so many of my sales still go to the States, um, even though I'm nice. Canadian, which is really awesome, especially through the pandemic. There was no events happening here in Canada, but right. so yeah. many gowns still going to the States. So oh, it's that's great. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you guys still have cocktail galas and stuff like jealous. Like a thing of our distant memory. Yeah. Slowly coming back, slowly coming back. Yeah. So if somebody, like, do you have people that want you to be their mentor, like, you know, younger women coming into the industry, or men, um, that want to break into the Canadian fashion world, like, what would you tell them, or what do you tell them? Yeah, I've had quite a few um, people work, or reach out to me. Um, my college does, like, a mentoring thing where they send a student. Unfortunately, during COVID, we couldn't do it, but... Um, yeah, just like reaching out even with questions, like, how did you do this? And it's cool that they're looking up to me in that because I still see myself as like trying to figure it out. Like a fledgling designer. Yeah. Like you're not, <laughs> you're going I to just, Toronto fashion week well, tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like no matter what, like along the way, I don't know, maybe as women and as entrepreneurs, we're always questioning ourselves and like, um, have I made it? Like, am I still, I'm always reaching for the next goal. So to me, like I'm not there yet because I keep pushing. I don't know. That's a bad answer, but no, it's um, not. I think it's yeah. a real answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will tell you that you're crazy and you're amazing <laughs> and you're right where you should be because Thank of your you. hard work. Thank you. Yeah. It feels good to be here. Um, and I'm sure I just like, my brain won't catch up with it all until I'm home. And then I'm like, that just happened. What just happened? No, what yeah. happened? Like, exactly. I'm, I'm, sure it'll fly. I'm sure it has been flying It has by. been. I've been getting like no rest at all. I've, it's been go, go, go since I've been here. So it's been really exciting. The amount of people that have wanted to work with me, like, especially you guys. Um, so it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> so you do. So you, you think there is like space for people to continue trying to enter the Canadian fashion market then like because I feel like Canada is such a funny place it's weird to be. like we're a, a, a full country but it does feel like behind yeah like we just don't something. like I mean we we're I feel like we're always in the U.S.'s shadow right yeah. and but we're but then at the same time we're not like we're just we have big cities like what is it yeah we produce we still incredible talent sometimes <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> most of us yeah um but no, we reproduce incredible talent like like TIFF, like you know all yeah. the, all the different kind of like events that do take place in Canada and then Toronto, Vancouver, like are you know the big hubs. Um, but I just still think like fashion is sort of this untapped industry still. Like I know there's tons, in, right? But in Canada, yeah, in Canada. No, do I you think agree? there's I think there's all kinds of room for it. Um, that's one of the first questions people ask me is like, weren't you worried like going into this as a business? Like you're a Canadian designer and I'm like I never thought about it like I never questioned it I just did it um and so I've told all kinds of like you know fashion students awesome. that have reached out to me like just go for it like no matter what you make there's going to be a need for it like find your niche make it work um don't do everything because in the beginning I just I was like yeah I'll take that project on I'll take that project on I'll sew your like pants so, oh. yeah like do everything and don't do that like find what you love to do and what you're passionate about and then people will recognize the passion and want what you have to offer I love that I love that and I like that you said like um don't like you kind of just went into it like blindly like this is because of your passion yeah this is what I want to do and I like that you're telling people to do that because I do really truly believe like passion is that you know, spice on top that really gets people further than people that are just, you know, trudging along. And even if they put in the hard work, having that passion gives you that, like, 
that drive in those dark moments, I think, when it's like, I can't, uh, I, I speak from my experience, like, I can't do this. But I like it. Like, I'm passionate <laughs> about it. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that carries you sometimes. Yeah, that's the conduit to, like, the next step, right? Like, taking yourself that much further if you have like that blind ambition because of deep that. deep passion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. totally agree. And I think that's what maybe my parents saw me and why they were so, like, okay, we'll take you to this fashion school to figure it out because I, I just – wanted it so bad I guess and I didn't question how I would do it and I still am I still don't know how I'm gonna do it I'm still gonna just keep going and um doing what you're doing yeah I had a business consultant a few years ago who was like you say yes and then you figure it out after and yeah, that's just I love like that. I'm gonna keep going yeah because I think that I I think that if people say somebody's asking you to do something even today you said you're a little bit nervous to come on but you said yes yes and how here you are just doing it plugging along and I'm sure you're not nervous now no, it's Especially fine. It's so easy to talk with you guys. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> that helps. The margaritas helped. <laughs> yeah, we loosened you up first. Yes, of course. Give <laughs> you a little liquid but courage. Then you just, I, I'm the same way with things. Like, you say yes in the moment, and then it's like the anxiety and like, oh my God, how the hell am I going to do it? But then you just fucking do. Yeah, right. but we do that to ourselves all the time. We like put the like reasons why we would fail first instead of the reasons why we would succeed. Like, I don't know why we do this. I mean, how many psychologists and like therapists and counselors and like coaches we've had on the show and yet we're still like why do we do this to ourselves like why yeah. can't we exactly. why can't we Nobody's not see the positive first and so we're just like so but I think we do that's why we say yeah. yes first yeah. yeah I mean no like of course we then we do meet people like you that are just like no I'm just doing it and I'll figure it out and I think that's great and like even with the podcast we kind of did that we're like we have no idea we how to do a podcast <laughs> but here you are with your video recording right now so yeah. shout out <laughs> producer james aka jeff mm-hmm. <laughs> jeff and jen in the house <laughs> inside joke guys yeah inside joke we're not we had, gonna we had to be here <laughs> I know, we had to be here it's really nothing more to say than that <laughs> but no you are an inspiration and um i mean it was inspiring just when we discovered your account and like who you are and like the beautiful pieces that you make and as a show and part of the thing that we want to do and we aspire to do is like bring more awareness to amazing women of course first and foremost Canadian women and then also just like people you need to know there is amazing fashion designers and not just fashion designers but you know we're talking about fashion on the show but today but it's like you have these artists these creators these incredible people in your back door (laughs) I just had to do it in your backyard. I'm like, is it door? What is door? I'm thinking ass, right? Is that what you guys are thinking of? In the back door, right? (laughs) Um, No, in your backyard, in your community. And it's like, seek them out. Like, go and find these people. Because those are the ones. So I think the fashion industry can have a bad rap when it comes to Um, things like the fast fashion and I know that people kind of look down on how on the fashion industry and like it could be superficial especially when you have um, you know like those brands with the fast fashion so when you have brands like you who are like wholesomely making good pieces you know and in a healthy way for our our world and everything like that it kind of you're taking away that like negative connotation that fashion can have And it is, and I think there is, I understand why people would kind of like look down on fashion when it comes to things like, oh, it's just, you know, for money. But there is so much more. Do you guys remember the scene in 
the Devil Wears Prada where uh, Miranda Priestly like really tore her apart for her periwinkle sweater. And I think that like really sums it up so well um, that fashion like infiltrates so many parts of life. And that, so when you have a designer like you who is doing so amazing, and I mean, we love our Canadian women, obviously, it, it just is, it's a fucking amazing. It's pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's an extension of who you are, right? Like we wear certain clothes, most of us. When you look good, you feel good. Well, there's that. But also like who you are, like who you, I want you to see me as this person. So like yeah. what I'm wearing and obviously a million times over, we've mentioned this, but like COVID has changed so much of that. Yeah. But like so much. before COVID, for me specifically too, it's like I wear things because this is who I am. Like when I sit, wear something, it's like I want you to get my personality. I want you to like get me. Not when I'm wearing my track suits or my leggings, but like when I'm going out and putting like a purposefully putting myself in the world, like I want you to read something yeah. about me through my fashion. Yeah, yeah. It's the first glimpse. It's your first impression. Yeah, it's so important. For right, it's so important, and that's what feels so good. Um, having clients come to me and. Maybe even it's like a mom that's coming with her daughter and she tries something on too and then all of a sudden she just lights up when she tries it on and it just feels so good to like bring out that like happiness because sometimes like moms, as we know, <laughs> take the back burner and when you try something on and you're like, oh yeah, like I can feel good too. Like sexy with yeah, that. Yes, exactly. Girls yeah, that try no on a dress with forget. a slit, oh my gosh. The, the yeah. way they line I up. I love a slit. Yeah, oh a good slit. Yeah. And I love a when giving we Angelina the... Jolie and uh, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith vibes. Like, oh yeah, it's just like the sexiest. giving me uh, your lo hotel lobby vibes when we saw your model. With oh, the oh my god! And yeah. you, you're so cute. You're like, look at this slit. I'm like, oh, I love how she loves her piece. Like to me, that that's the passion. Like, and I love the fucking slit. It looks so good. Yeah, and the way people light up when they try it on, it just like. A slit is so fun. It's like a whooshy dress. Like, it's an interactive piece. I wish I could show you guys, like, the the models even, the reaction. I They have their dress on. They just got it on. And I'm like, oh, and it has I a slit. It? And they go, oh, a slit. Like and leg. their leg immediately comes out. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I and then that. she's like, I'm going to work that on the runway. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, that's why you're <laughs> It's there. like a slit in pockets. It just and does pocket. something to us. What is wrong with us? Like, pockets why? are the other thing. But it is amazing. It is amazing to, like, put something on and just, like, it takes over your body. Like you could go in feeling like complete shit and you get a piece that just like changes your whole view of yourself, of your day, everything about you. And it just like lifts you up to the point that you're like, yeah. I'm ready to you're take on the entire world. Like so I'm just, better. yeah, you do. It yeah. It totally changes like you, your physical stance, like your face. Like I, I do feel like some people lo literally look different yeah. when they feel good it's in their clothes. It's performance. It's everything. Yeah. So I know we're wrapping up in a minute, but I just want to ask you, are any of your kids going into fashion? Do you think? Cause your grandma and then, well, your mom kind of unwillingly. Yeah. <laughs> you. Reluctantly. <laughs> made her. Um, my middle daughter loves fashion. Um, she, one of my last fashion shows a few years ago, I sometimes show at my college where I took fashion design. I'll show a collection. Um, when I showed there last time, I got her to walk the runway with me at the end, Aww. and she loved it. Um, so she really loves fashion. So maybe her. She, Would you like pass the business on? Kind oh, of definitely. Thing? Like she sits and she'll sew with me sometimes, just to like because I need to spend time with them, but I have work to do. So I'll just like, okay, you can sew so this. And that's like a good <laughs> skill to have in life. I cannot sew 
for the life of me, I try. They don't really teach things. it anymore. So no. I think it's really important. It's hard. I mean, that's hard. a whole other episode talking about the fundamentals of life that we do not yeah. get taught right. anymore. We talk about that on every episode because <laughs> yeah, like, we realize all the things we don't know. We're failures. Every person we talk to, we're like, we should know this stuff. No, we don't. But <laughs> well, there's another one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Taxes have, have uh, been brought up a lot on our show. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like the regular things that we should know that we don't. It's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's kind of cool. It could be, like, a, a legacy family thing. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I won't push her into it. I, it's something you need to be passionate but about. But, I mean, there's so, so many yeah. elements of fashion that she could get into. It doesn't mean she's necessarily going to be a designer, but maybe she'll the model or yeah. she will be the business side of things. Like and it. now that she's, like... She's like a preteen now. I use her as a fit model sometimes. Oh yeah, she's probably perfect and tiny. <laughs> but it works well, and she gets she gets excited about seeing my pieces. So yeah, but that's such a beautiful bonding thing too, as a mother daughter thing, right? Like now that she doesn't make me, she doesn't let me make her anything anymore because she's a preteen. Like I used to make her Christmas dress, and now she's like, mm, Mom, I don't think so. She wants to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's so funny though. Like how we change, right? Like so maybe weird. she'll the next thing you make for her might be like her prom dress or something cool. Like I that. know, yeah, a bonding thing like that. That yeah. would be really cool. Oh my god, and it's a special I would thing. love if I had like I mean my mom can sew, but she's not a fashion designer. But like to be able to create a prom dress something yeah. like that like even my so wedding dress with when it's your mom because you can be like every little bit yeah <laughs> like, yeah like she has that more. mom that's ugly yeah. start again yeah. shorter tighter the mom's like, like no higher <laughs> like no. let's make it a turtle turtleneck <laughs> oh my gosh on my wedding my dad pulled out turtlenecks for everybody because he was like he's it's always been his joke he's like you're showing too much yeah <laughs> my husband says that too like I'll go out and he's like are you gonna put a turtleneck on with that I'm like no, he's like, what about a dicky? A dicky, <laughs> like what? Those things are. My grandpa used to wear them and buy them for us all the time. <laughs> like, a dicky. Talking about fashion, how? How, how did is that a dicky make a thing? Yeah. Do you what know a dicky? Oh, oh god! Of course, she doesn't know because she oh actually god. knows. Fashion. I really don't know. Ridiculous thing in the world. It's, it's literally, literally a turtleneck. <laughs> And then a piece of fabric. Okay, that's what my dad got. It wasn't actual turtlenecks. He brought out like dickies. Dickies, <laughs> yeah. And he gave me a lacy one. It was oh my like, god. How does this even he exist was in to the be world? Like, uh, in the same realm of wedding look, it I was guess. hilarious. Well, though. I thought they were only meant for like thermal wear, but apparently, apparently there's but pretty. A dicky seems like the most a pretty dicky. <laughs> you got a pretty dicky. I got a pretty dicky. <laughs> Your dad is fashion forward as well. I don't know. You're like, listen, Shavah, let me introduce you to you the pretty fashion. Dicky. I'm about to up this fashion game for you, okay? I love that. A new niche. I hate dickies. That's like the grossest <laughs> thing. Oh, my God. And the name. What a bad name for I'm it. I'm so glad you as a fashion designer did not even know what they were, but then, unfortunately, you, you did. You kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Indirectly, you knew. In fact, you own one. Yes. <laughs> on, in word on your wedding day. In word. Oh, That's okay. hilarious. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, how better to close out the show on that? On Dickie. The, on the Dickie note. <laughs> Just uh, say Dickie and yeah. we're over. <laughs> but Shava, please tell our listeners where they can find you because they need to. Yeah, you can find me at ShavaLindsay.com and at ShavaLindsay on Instagram. I'm going to spell it. Um, yes, C-H-A-V-A-H. Yeah. No. <laughs> C-H-A-V-A-H-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y um, dot com or, you know, Instagram and stuff. Amazing. And also, it is Cheval Lindsay, not Lindsay Cheval. That's right. I originally made that mistake. It happens a lot. Embarrassingly so. I'm surprised you got confused as it's spelled out Cheval Lindsay. Oh my yeah, gosh, it like, happens so often, though. Like, really? She knows. <laughs> okay. 
And they're like, the people will come in and I have my big logo on my wall in my studio. And they'll like be like, Lindsay. so how come you decided to put your last, or your first name last? And I'm like, I didn't. You're like, oh, thank God you told me because I didn't actually know my own name. So thank you for that insight. Like, should I just switch it? Would that be oh, better okay. for you? Yeah. Just, <laughs> Duh. <laughs> anyway, and as always, everyone can follow us at Herspective underscore podcast and, you know, hit us up with those likes, DMs, and um, rate and review on all the places. But Shava, thank you so much for being on the show. This was amazing. And we cannot wait to see your show tomorrow when this airs. We will have seen it, but this sh obviously we haven't seen it yet. So, <laughs> so excited. Obviously. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, babe. And good luck tomorrow. Thank you. So Break a leg, as they say, right? Oh, yeah. So. Sorry. Good luck is wrong, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. How dare Break you? You scratched that. You Break cursed all your show. those legs. Break the legs. <laughs> Break all the legs. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.